Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of If These Hills Could Talk. I'm your old buddy, Brando, and thank you guys so much for tuning in wherever it is you listen to podcasts. I want to start off this week's episode by thanking everyone out there who has been listening, liking, rating, reviewing, sharing it with your friends. I'm really surprised at how well this thing has caught on, and it's because of you. So I want to start off right out of the gate by saying my sincerest thanks and gratitude to all of you for doing that. Um, It's really starting off good, and I can't wait to see how far we can take this. Um, now I have been told that if you will give it a star rating, if you will rate it and review it, that it helps get it out there in the algorithm and makes it easier for people to find. So, uh, if you haven't done that already, be sure to do so. If you would be kind enough to, I would really appreciate it. We want to get this thing to go as far as we possibly can. So, um, before I get started, I also want to let you know that I've got some good shows coming up. I'm starting to get back out there in the saddle playing some music. And I've got some pretty cool stuff coming up on KnoxvilleMusic.com. Now, for those of you that don't know what RealKnoxvilleMusic.com is, it is a radio station, and it's also a one-stop shop for Real Knoxville Music. If you want to know what's going on with the best artists of Knoxville, Tennessee, in the East Tennessee area, you want to know all the events, you want to know where everyone's at, it's a one-stop shop. Um, we have artist profiles on there. You can go if you're a fan of, like, say, Barstool Romeos, Kevin Abernathy, Mick Harrison of the High Score. Whoever it is you love, they've all got a profile on there. You go to it, click it, boom, you'll go to their website. You can find out everything they're doing. So it's a really good spot, you know, to uh, to check in and uh, find out what all your favorite artists are doing and what great events are doing happening in the Knoxville area. Now, it's also a radio station. We have 24 hours of continuous music of the best of Knoxville and East Tennessee. And we have a weekly radio schedule, uh, shows that will pop up. You can listen online at www.realnoxvillemusic.com by simply hitting listen live, or you can download the Real Knoxville Music app if you are an Android or an iPhone user. Just go to your store, look up Real Knoxville Music, um, and that app is the easiest app in the world to use. You just, just get Once you get the app, all you got to do is hit the play button, and you're in like Flynn. You can just sit and listen to Knoxville um, 24-7. And from time to time, we have some great shows come in every day, and you can be part of those as well. So I want to run down those real quick for you. Uh, Mondays from 8 to 9 p.m., we have the Old Time Show hosted by Mark Murray. Uh, Tuesdays is yours truly with uh, Serious Honk. I go from 8 to 10. And this coming Tuesday, March 15th, my guest will be Miss Trisha Jean Brady. I am so excited about having her on the show. I know she's going to have some great stories. Be sure to tune in for that one. That's 8 o'clock Eastern Time on realnoxfulmusic.com. Then on Wednesdays, we have Bass Jam hosted by Will Ross. That takes place from 8 to 9. And this is a really cool show because what Will does, he invites a person onto his show, learns their songs, and plays stand-up bass along with them while they're on his show. A super cool concept by a super cool dude. So be sure to tune in for that one. Then Thursdays from 6 to 7, we have uh, the 6 o'clock Swerve with Wayne Bledsoe. And that takes place live at Barley's in Knoxville, Tennessee. But you can also listen live right here on Real Knoxville Music from uh, 6 to 7 for the 6 o'clock swerve. Then Saturdays, we have the Miles to Go show that's also hosted by Wayne Bledsoe. Uh, That's at midnight on Saturdays. This coming Saturday, March 19th, is that what it is? I think it's the 19th. I hope it is. I said it. Uh, But this coming Saturday, March 19th, let me make sure that's right. I'm off the cuff here, folks. Yes, I was right. March 19th, I will be filling in for my good buddy Wayne, and I will go from midnight till about 4 a.m., so if you're a late-night insomniac like me, uh, just crack you open a beer and set up, and uh, we'll play some music and uh, 
I'll just sit there and shoot the breeze with you on there. I'll be filling in for Wayne, by the way, on the third Saturday of every month. Uh, as long as I'm not out playing somewhere, I will be uh, in the saddle filling in for Wayne. And I'm looking forward to doing that this coming Saturday, March 19th. So, um, also want to let you guys know, I do have some pretty cool shows. I'm getting back out there, getting back in the, uh, getting back in the run of things. You know, every year around new years, I kind of, I kind of stop, pump my brakes and say, what am I going to do this coming year? What am I going to do different? And then about three months in, everything starts picking back up. Everything starts going crazy. I start itching to play and I'm right back out there doing it again. I've come to realize that there's no point in ever saying, well, I'm going to do things different. I'm going to quit or I'm going to take some time off or whatever, blah, blah, blah. No, you're just going to stop and reflect for the month of January. And then you're going to kind of start digging your heels in in February. And then you're going to take off running in March and April. It happens every year. And that's just my fate. And I'm going to accept it. So I will be back in the saddle uh, playing live. Um, I have a week a monthly show down at uh, the Caboose Saloon in Cumberland Gap, Tennessee. If you're ever in the Cumberland Gap area, I'm there the first Friday of every month. So I will be back uh, down there at the Caboose on Friday, April 1st, April Fool's Day. I will be there, and I go from 9 p.m. Eastern time to late. And I like that schedule because we literally we just go live, get tired. I might go to 12, I might go to two. It just it just depends on the crowd, depends on how good everybody how good the beer is going down. Uh, then, um, Saturday, April 16th, I will return to the butcher's pub in Williamsburg. That'll be seven to 10. Then on Thursday, um, the 21st of April, I will return to the butcher's pub in London, Kentucky. They have three locations now, one Williamsburg, Pineville, and London. I will be at the one in London on Thursday, the 21st from seven to 10. And then the next day I will be at lost and found records on April 23rd for record store day. And I've got a hell of a band behind me. I'm going to have the great Barry Poe Hanna on guitar, Cecilia Wright on the bass, and Vicious Vince Harris will be returning on the drums. And I'm very excited to have him back with me. And uh, so that will be Record Store Day. I don't have a time for that one yet, but uh, just stick around. I'm sure the next coming week or so I'll have a time slot. I'll be sure to let you guys know when it is. Then Saturday I will be traveling to Morgantown, Indiana to play at Frenchie's Pub. So um, that's my rundown for... The month of April. I want to also uh, thank everyone uh, on the TikTok app. That thing has exploded and continued. And I thank you guys so much for uh, that. Um, I never would have dreamed that 100,000 people would want to follow me and see what it is I got to say about things. Uh, I can only go for three minutes on a TikTok video. That's the longest I'm allowed to go at the moment. And so here on the podcast, I can sit here and shoot the breeze with you for an hour or however long I feel like it, and we can kind of uh, expand on the subjects that we've been talking about on TikTok. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Also, want to remind you that I am on Patreon. Um, I want to thank everyone who has subscribed. I'm starting to get the content up there for you, and uh, thank you for being patient. I'm learning the ropes of that just like I'm learning the ropes of this podcast. So thank you so much to my patrons who have uh who have uh, subscribed so far. Now, if you've not uh, been there yet and you would like to go subscribe, you can reach me at patreon.com slash tnbrando. That's Tennessee Brando. It's patreon.com slash tnbrando. And you can check out what I've got. I've got a $5 tier where you will have access to patron-only polls, a monthly newsletter, behind-the-scenes content, and access to live streams. Then for $10 a month, you get all of what I just said, plus you get... Um, early access to digital singles and early access to albums that I'm going to release. And then at the $20 tier, you'll get all those things like the patron only polls, monthly newsletter, behind the scenes content, live streams, early access to the albums, 
but you will also get um, 10% off um, CDs that I ship to you, and you'll get free shipping. So uh, if you've, uh, that's at the $20 tier. So if you've not been over to uh, Patreon, uh, I highly encourage you to do so, and thank you so much to my patrons that have subscribed so far. You guys are helping me do the things I do. You're helping me get this podcast out there. There will be bonus content on there for you guys to listen to. Um, so be sure to uh, check me out on patreon.com slash TN Brando. So I think that's it. I think that's my housekeeping, as they say. I'm trying to learn the ropes and the right words to use. So uh, I think now, after I take a swig of this IPA I found at the gas station, I found one called a Voodoo Ranger. And uh, it's got a little cool-looking dude with a skeleton and like a hat with a feather. And uh, it just I just liked the can. I thought, you know, <laughs> I thought this is a pretty cool can. I'm going to try it out. And it's not the greatest thing in the world, but I kind of dig it. You know, it's like one, it's one of those tastes where you go, hmm, not sure about that. And then you end up drinking the whole can, which is pretty much every beer I've ever drank. But that's another story. I'm going to take a swig of this, and then we'll get into the meat of this week's episode. So cheers, everybody. Thank you for everything you've done for me in the last couple of months, from the TikTok explosion to the Patreon to the podcast to the shows coming up to the Knoxville music to the radio. Man, I'm, ever, I'm like Johnny Cash. I'm everywhere these days, and I'm having a damn good time, and it's courtesy of you folks that just for whatever reason wants to come along for the ride. I highly appreciate all of you. Oh, not a bad beer at all. Now, uh, getting into the heart of this week's episode, the first episode I touched on growing up in the Pentecostal church. Second episode, I talked about what it's like to be a blue dot in a red state. But this episode is going to be about the rise of Donald Trump. And basically, the way I look at it is, I will never understand it, but I do get it. And what I mean by that is, I will never understand why anyone can't see through him, but I do get why he rose to power. I do get why he rose to popularity. And I'm not giving any credit to anyone here. I'm just going to tell you my opinion and my thoughts on how it all came to be. I do not think that Donald J. Trump would have ever been the president of the United States without social media and without reality TV. If we hadn't have had those two things in our life, I don't think he would have ever been catapulted into office. I think those two things had to happen, and I think we had to have a steady diet of those things in order for him to work. If you put Donald Trump in uh, a different era where there was no Internet, where there was no uh, social media, no reality TV, he would have never made it past the grab him by the pussy stage. If Howard Dean's whole campaign got derailed just simply because he got a little too excited at a rally and screamed in excitement, and they said he lacked the temperament to be president and stopped his whole campaign, if that guy could have been shot down for that, there's no way in hell Trump would have made it through mocking the veterans, mocking the handicapped, calling all women's dogs, calling all Mexicans rapists. He would have never made it. But you take reality TV, you take people, you take a society on a steady diet of reality TV, and yes, I get it. I get why they voted for him. You want to know why? Because reality TV, no matter which show you watch, they've all got the same formula. There's nothing real about it. It's a formula. It's a brand. Reality TV, it's a bullshit cliche. What you're watching is not reality. It's scripted reality. It's people put in real-life situations, but it's still scripted. It's, it's the new, it's, we're, we're in, well, I thought it would be a fad. I said years ago it would be a fad, but we're going on over 20 years of this bullshit. And it doesn't matter which show you're watching. I don't care if you're watching a music show like American Idol. I don't care if you're watching Pawn Stars. I don't care if you're watching Cupcake Wars. I don't care if you're watching, whatever the hell you're watching. 
they've got the same formula. That formula is you've always got your nice guy. Like, you know, and I, I ain't watched none of these shows in so long. I don't know who the new hosts are, so I'm sure I'm wrong. But take, for instance, American Idol. You had Paula. She was always the nice one. Oh, you guys just keep following your dreams. You're doing so well. Just keep believing in yourself and blah, blah, blah. And then you've got the guy over here that's kind of the, the more the constructive critic guy. And he is the guy that's like, well, yeah, I think you need to keep pursuing your dreams, but you kind of suck. And so you need to work on yourself a little bit. You need to kind of try to do better. Then you got your goofy comic relief guy over here that makes no sense whatsoever. And then you've got your raging asshole like Simon. Well, the raging asshole draws the ratings. Just like the raging asshole drew the ratings in wrestling. You watch professional wrestling and you'll easily know how Donald Trump made it to power. Ask yourself this if you're my age. I'm 41 years old. Did people come to the first WrestleMania to see Hulk Hogan? Or did they come to see Hulk Hogan kick the shit out of Roddy Piper? Roddy Piper sold those tickets because he was a son of a bitch. He was a bastard. He made people so mad they wanted to buy a ticket to go watch Hulk Hogan kick his ass. Okay? In every reality television show that's out there today, you have the same formula. If, if it's a Pawn Stars, you got Rick. Okay, that was your nice guy. Then you got the, the, the son, kind of your, you know, your critic kind of guy. Then you got Chumley, the Bray White looking dude. He's over here. You know, he's the goofy comic relief. And then you got the old man that's the prick. And the old man that's the prick, he's what drew the ratings. He's what brought people in. The comedy and the asshole is what drew them in in every scenario. Then you got social media where everyone can be an asshole with no accountability. Go to the comment section on your local news article. Whatever it is, read that comment section. You'll lose your mind reading the hate, reading the spite, reading, reading just the rage that was out there. It will drive you insane. But if you're paying attention to how the world was working, everybody was coming home after working a long, hard day, plopping down on the couch, sitting there, eating their terrible food, and they're sitting there watching a reality show. And they come to believe that whatever it is they're watching, that that's how you do it. Shows like American Idol, America's Got Talent has convinced the world that that's how you become a musician. And I can't count the times that I've had somebody come up to me and go, hey, man, you ever think about going to American Idol? I'm like, hell no, I never thought about it. You know what I thought about doing? I thought about going down to the pawn shop and getting a rinky-dink guitar and then going over here and finding a buddy of mine that had a rinky-dink bass along with another buddy that had a set of rinky-dink drums and getting into a rinky-dink garage and playing some rinky-dink music and sucking for a while. And yes, I'm borrowing that from Dave Grohl, but it's true. That's how you become a musician. But society has been taught now, thanks to reality TV, that the way you become a musician is to go on there and get the one guy to tell you, keep going, keep reaching for your stars. The next guy tell you, well, just keep working on it. Let me criticize you a little bit. The next guy tell you, you suck, get a real job, you know, and it doesn't matter if you're a tattoo artist, everybody thinks that that's how you become a tattoo artist. Watch that Dave Navarro show. That's how you become a tattoo artist. That's how you make a cupcake. That's how you run a pawn shop. Everybody is convinced now that that's how you do it. Well, what was Donald Trump? He was a reality TV show. You're fired. He, he was everything. He was all of the above. He was the asshole. He was the comic relief. And on social media, where there's no accountability for anything you say, you can just be a... Now they're, now they're cracking down on people these days more so. But social media in the beginning was the Wild West. I remember when I first got on there, I was like, you can say anything? Yeah, you pretty much can. And I could say anything I wanted to with no, no fact check, nothing. 
I could make any claim I wanted to make. I could cuss anybody, threaten anybody, say anything I wanted to do. And I could have no accountability for it. Social media uh, made a lot of people comfortable with saying whatever they wanted to with no fear of being slapped in the mouth. And so Trump checked the boxes on all of that. He was the goofy comic relief. He was the, he was the asshole that drew the ratings. And he could say whatever he wanted to do. And because everyone had got so used to that formula, along he comes and they all latch on to it. Now, think about this for a minute. I know this might be a controversial thing to say. But when you live in places like rural Appalachia, when that's where you're at, your view doesn't change a whole lot, no matter who the president is. You have good times, you have bad times, you have economic booms, and you have you know, economic droughts. But at the end of the day, if you're from the part of the world that I'm from, you struggle regardless. No matter where you're at, you still struggle in this world. And these people are on there. They're, they're out here in this world. <clears throat> the places where I come from, most of the people are drawing disabilities. Most of the people are on government assistance of some sort. And yet they're all white people and they're all Trump supporters, but they'll never tell you that. They'll just talk about, oh, look at the city of Chicago. Look at Democratic-ran cities. Well, what about Republican-ran mountains? What about conservative Christian-ran hollers? What about that? Because there's a whole lot of poor-ass white people drawing money off the government. And, hey, I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you. I've been on, I've been on uh, food stamps. I've had them before, and I was working when I had them. I couldn't, I couldn't eat otherwise. You want to judge me? Go ahead. I couldn't, I couldn't exist. I couldn't feed my children without it, just a little bump here and there with, the, with my little plastic American flag. So no matter who you are, no matter if you're working a job, a job at Walmart, no matter whether you're working a job in the coal mines, you're still somewhere. You're having to pull a little bit from somewhere else. And what happens is people falls on hard times in these parts. And suddenly people realize, hey, you know what? I can go out here and I can bust my balls at this job, but I ain't going to make jack shit. They're only going to pay me shit 50 an hour. I'm never going to get nowhere. Or I can go over here and make this stuff in a Sprite bottle, do a little shake and bake, and I can make some money. So they fall into all kinds of bad things. They fall into drugs. They fall further into poverty. And they're, what are they doing? They're on social media, mouthing off about it. They're watching reality TV shows. They think that's how everything's done now. And then along comes this dude. Along comes this asshole. And he starts giving it to everybody that they think is holding them back. And it's no different than when Roddy Piper, you know, put the, the, the coconut over Jimmy Snooker's head and people showed up to see the match. You know, when, when Roddy Piper attacked Cindy Lauper leading up to WrestleMania, it just made everybody want to tune in and watch it. Over time, people quit cheering for the baby face. People quit cheering for the good guy and they started cheering for the bad guy. People love to see Stone Cold Steve Austin stomp the shit out of who? Vince McMahon. And who was Vince McMahon? He was the boss. Everyone loved to see Stone Cold stomp a mud hole in Vince. So they ride around in their trucks. There's a third element here. They ride around in their trucks listening to all these right-wing talk show hosts that are telling them that the liberals, the evil libtards, are who is coming for everything they hold sacred. And so what do they do? Along comes Trump, and he pisses off everybody they hate. And because they can't see a way out, because they don't see a light at the end of the tunnel, what do they do? They vote for him. 
and it's it's a fuck you vote. It's a we don't give a shit vote. When you got a guy, I'm not defending it, but when you got a guy that has busted his ass in a coal mine all week long, and then that coal mine gets shut down, and they try to take the coal that he dug out of those mountains without paying him for it, and he has to stand in front of the train to try to block it to keep it from happening, do you think that guy's going to give a rat's ass about some dude saying grab him by the pussy? When he hears it said all day long at work, I've worked in factories. That, that is language that is used every day in there. It's so commonplace. And I'm not saying it's right. But if you work in a factory, you better have a strong temperament and you better have a strong, uh, you, you better be willing to take shit. Or you, better, or you might as well as not go. Because you're, you're, you're gonna, if, you're, if you think like me, you're going to be on the opposite side of the fence on most issues. And you're going to have to hear some of the most despicable, disgusting talk you've ever heard. Well, those people are surrounded by that. They're in that all the time. And they think that everybody that don't look like them is their problem. And the reason they think that is because that's what right-wing media, that's what their preachers have told them. It all ties together. If you're, if you're noticing, there's a trend here to my episodes. We went from church to being a blue dot, now we're here. It all ties together, folks. It all hooks in here together. I'm just trying to do my best to explain it. They hear their preachers say the liberals are the problem. They're the communists. They're everything under the sun. They hear their bosses at work saying, well, the reason I can't give you a raise is because of them liberals. Then along come Trump, and the more he pisses off them liberals, the more they cheer. No different than they cheered and chanted Austin 316 back in the 90s. It's the same thing. Do I like it? No. Do I, will, will I ever understand it? No. But I get it. I get why people who have no hope in a, in a hopeless situation have been fed a steady diet of lies to the point that they begin buying it. They begin believing it. And then along comes a guy, says everything. He's putting down everything that they've been told is holding them back in life. It's the classic, you know, mule cart situation. They're chasing a carrot. And they're cussing the wrong person. They're cussing the, they're cussing the donkey. They're not cussing the guy leading the donkey. And that's, that's the whole problem. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm trying to use my voice to help people out there understand, you know, that just because someone says to you that they're for the flag, that they're for the country, that they're for God, that they're for all your beliefs, uh, that does not mean they're for you. People will play you. People will screw you. And it's hard to explain that to people who enjoys watching a guy kick the shit out of everything that they want to blame in this world. It's sad. You know, it's a sad situation. But it's a real situation, and I don't know really what we're ever going to do about it other than continue to point it out. If we continue to point out that, hey, going back in your lives whether you want to believe it or not, the economy was better under Democratic presidents. And believe it or not, you can sit here and you can shout, don't tread on me all day long. But it's you and it's your kind that is treading on everybody else. You know, you can, shout, you can say, I, I want liberty and justice for all. The truth is you only want it for yourself. You know, when you have a governor tell his um Tell the members of his, tell the ah shit I'll get out of here in a minute. Tell the members of his state, hey citizens of his state, hey go out here and turn in children and parents of trans kids. You don't think that's treading on somebody? 
You don't think that's government overreach? To want to deputize citizens to go after parents of trans kids when the government overreaches into a woman's reproductive rights, you don't think that's an overreach? You don't care that they're treading on the women. You don't care that they're treading on the blacks. You don't care that they're treading on the Hispanics. You don't care that they're treading on the Jewish people. You don't care that they're treading on the Muslim Americans. You don't care about any of that. Just don't tread on you. Well, what exactly are they treading on? What'd you do, get kicked off of social media for saying the N-word? Is, is that what you think tyranny is, that you got kicked off of a public platform because you used a racial slur and you can't say that no more and you're mad because you can't say that shit anymore? And they're constantly feeding you that shit. They're constantly telling you that this woke mob's coming for you. They're coming for you and everything you believe. They're going to take everything away from you. And these people buy it. They buy into it. And then Donald Trump comes along and do you think they give a shit when he cusses anybody? No, they don't. Because just like social media, you can say something with no fear of getting slapped in the mouth. So it don't matter what he says, they're going to cheer for it. You can, uh, you know, you can sit back and watch your reality TV shows. The bad guy's going to draw the ratings. Trump's been out of office now for going on two years. He's still drawing ratings. Why? Because he's a prick. Because the bad guy draws the ratings. And the crazier the shit he says, the more they will clamor to it, the more they will stick by him. Because everything in their mind is a conspiracy. They think that every, all of us is out to get them. They don't realize that we're the ones actually out to help them. You know, if anyone is, I am, I'm a don't tread on me person. I don't want the government overreaching on me, but at the same time, I don't want the government overreaching on trans people either. I don't want the government overreaching on women. I don't want the government overreaching on blacks. I want liberty and justice for all. And to have liberty and justice for all, you have to be able to sometimes tolerate shit that you don't like. It's not all going to be your way. We have freedom of religion. That means we can worship God or we don't have to worship God. We can worship him any way we want to. It doesn't mean we have freedom to go to whichever Baptist church in Middlesbrough, Kentucky. That's not what that means. That means if a satanic church opens up next door, they have the same religious freedoms that you do. Sorry, it's just the truth. This idea that it's one way, that it's, I mean, you're, you're sitting here, you're, you're the ones putting it into place, this one world order, and you don't even realize it. You're fearing the new world order, yet you're bringing it on by just having everybody think the same, everybody be the same. And don't tread on me, buddy. And let's cheer for this bad guy. Let's cheer for this pro-wrestling villain. You know, people in society, they go to the rodeo to watch people, to watch some bull kick a shit out of some dude. They go to the races to watch a car crash. They go to the boxing matches to see somebody get knocked out. That's why Mike Tyson was the greatest. Was he the greatest boxer ever? No. But he knocked people the fuck out. And that's what people wanted to see. There was a guy back in the day named Gene Tunney. One of the most scientific Marcus of Queensbury boxers ever. Dude fought Jack Dempsey twice and beat him. Both times. They fought a total of 10 rounds each. So they fought 20 rounds. Jack Dempsey only won one round out of the 20. Old Tunney beat him 19 rounds. But nobody liked Tunney. You know why? Because he was a well-educated, well-read, very skilled, highly gifted fighter. Jack Dempsey was rugged as fuck, uneducated, knocked people's dick in the dirt with one punch. They liked him for it. That's why they loved Mike Tyson. 
Did it matter that he bit someone's ear off? No. They loved him anyway because he knocked somebody in the dirt. So, you know, they view the rest of the world as Evander Holyfield, and they view Trump as the guy biting his ear off, and they don't give a shit. They don't, it don't bother them if Trump bites his ear off. They'll make excuses for it. Trump could curb stomp a baby on national television. They'd, they'd find a way to justify it because they got to cheer for their bad guy. They got to watch their bad guy. It's all about owning the libs. It's all about owning the bad guy. Get, get, that, get that guy. Stomp him. Stomp a mud hole in him. Walk it dry. And there's no solutions. It doesn't, you don't have to have solutions when you think that way. If you think that way, you don't, you don't have to have any solutions. All you have to have is just entertainment. You know, come on, entertain us. That's what people in this world want. Nobody's talking about issues anymore. Have you noticed that? Who's talking about the actual issues at hand? We're, we're talking about culture wars. We're talking about, you know, if, if Mr. Potato Head's going to be non-binary or not. We're talking about Chick-fil-A. We're talking about Carhartt. We're talking about Popeye's chicken. We're talking about, you know, all these ridiculous wars that we have amongst ourselves. We're going to cancel this. We're going to cancel that. We're going to burn this. We're going to burn that. We're going to boycott this and boycott that. I call it white people problems. But that's what it is. You know, oh, they took Jesus off the coffee cup. I ain't never going back there again. That ain't affecting your life in the least. But you love hearing Trump tell you that he'll put Jesus back on that coffee cup for you. Let me tell you something. Donald Trump can, can, can give you your gun, make sure you keep it. He can put Jesus on that coffee cup. He can keep girls out of the Boy Scouts. He can keep Mr. Mr. Potato Head, a man. He can, he can keep the Lord's chicken up there for you to eat. He can, he, can do, he can own the libs all day, and guess what? You're still going to be poor. You're still going to be fucked over every day of your life. In the words of John Lennon, they keep you doped with religion and sex and TV, and you think you're so clever and classless and free, but you're still fucking peasants as far as I can see. That's what it is. You know? And there's no, sub, there's no substance to the music anymore. The mainstream music that you hear is all, again, it's just all right down that line. You know, let's write a patriotic song. Let's write a song about chicken. Let's write a song about being patriotic while we're eating a chicken. And it just keeps going and going. And, there, and everybody sings along, and everybody loves seeing their guy be the bad guy. And they remain poor. Their life doesn't change. So it doesn't matter. I, it doesn't matter for those of you that says, well, what's Joe Biden done, buddy? I can tell you. But would it matter to you? If I told you that, you know, that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was the greatest wrestler of all time, that, he, that, he, that Ricky Steamboat had the best matches of anybody out there, would you care? Or would you just want to talk about that time Austin gave the middle finger and drank the beer and kicked Vince in the nuts? It doesn't matter. I mean, a Democrat could come along, walk on water, and people would say, well, he just couldn't swim. I wanted to see my bad guy knock him in, in the water. I wanted to see my bad guy hold his head under the water. That's what we've come down to. And I struggle every day in this world to make ends meet. But I, but I, I realize who out there is really treading on me. I realize who is using 
all the things that I was grew, grew up to be taught was sacred, I realize who's using those things against me. And I realize that Trump is the bad guy wrestler. I realize that Trump is the dickhead on the game show. And I realize he, he might entertain you and you might feel better at the fact that he has um, insulted everybody you hate, everybody you've been taught to hate, everybody you've been taught to fear. I get it. I'll never understand it, folks, in a million years. I will never understand why people can't see through it, but I get why he rose to power. I understand it. I understand how it could happen. My problem is I have a hard time understanding why people can't see through it. And that's what I'm just sitting here trying to do. You know, I know that I have a southern accent. I know I dress like a biker. I know I play outlaw country music and I twang when I sing. So no one ever expects me to talk the way I talk. But like I said in the previous episode, I can I know when someone's talking down to me. I know when I'm being played. I know when I'm being just entertained. And that's what Trump is doing. He rose to power because social media with no accountability, paved the way for him. Because reality TV, with their ridiculous formula, their unrealistic formula, made everyone think that that's how the game was played. And everybody wanted to cheer for that bad guy wrestler. Everybody wanted that rating. So it didn't matter what he said. It didn't matter what he did. America was great again, not because of anything he did, but because he was fueling and empowering their hatred. And I get more comments on TikTok. Man, I'll tell you something. I get comments on TikTok like you wouldn't believe when I point out that Trump empowered racism. People can't understand that. I'm still swigging on this IPA. People's like, well, he ain't racist. He's friends with Don King. Oh, you're talking about the guy that absolutely destroyed one of the biggest crooks and con artists in the history of the world? You think just because he's friends with Don King and Floyd Mayweather that makes him not a racist? He empowered it. He made everybody feel okay with saying those things. Because all those things have been bottled up inside them. They couldn't wait to say them again. He empowered it. He didn't create it. He just empowered it. He brought it back from the dark ages. He made it acceptable again. People get so mad at me on TikTok when I say that. He didn't know, man. It's the Democrats did it. Obama done it. Obama made everybody racist. What, the first black president? Out of, he was the 44th one. So we had 43 other ones, and the first black president did it. I might buy it if he was the 10th or 12th black president. Maybe, maybe, that, maybe that guy might do it. But the very first one of the most well-educated, well-spoken, well-mannered, respectful dudes. He did it. No, it's just the fact that you couldn't stand the thought of a smart, intelligent black dude telling you what to do. And you couldn't stand the thought of a smart, intelligent black dude leading you. That's what it was. That hatred was sitting there brewing for eight years. Everybody was watching their reality shows. Everybody was mouthing off on Facebook. And along come Donald Trump. And the more he said and the more... And the more Democrats pointed it out, the more we pointed and said, hey, you just said something racist. That ain't racist. Uh-uh. No, it's not because I want to be that. Because I want to be that bad guy wrestler. I want to flip off my boss and I want to kick him in the nuts and I want to stomp him while he's down. 
You know, I'm sure that if anyone has hung in here for the 35 minutes that I've been talking, if you're still here, you probably white knuckled at the moment, red faced and fuming. You're probably pissed off at your old buddy Brando. And you probably can't figure out why Brando just keep, won't quit talking about this shit. Because I'm tired of seeing reasonably otherwise good people. I believe it. I, let, me, let me end with this. I believe at the end of the day, everyone in them has a voice of reason. And I believe at the end of the day that everyone at their core is good. But they get blindsided and they get overran with their emotions. Going back to social media, everyone compares themselves to everyone else. Well, he, I didn't get as many likes on my picture. I didn't get as many comments on my status. I didn't get as many ha-has on my meme. Everybody's competing for that. Everybody wants that. You know, every, everybody wants that, that instant gratification. They, and they want to be instantly right about everything. You know, and so they got a cell phone. It's always going to tell them they're right. And when a person comes along and tells them, hey, maybe, just maybe we're all being played, it's hard to swallow. And it's hard to take in because you've got a phone. Anything I've just said, anything I've said during this episode, if you're a Republican, if you're a conservative, let me take another swig of my beer and I'll end. If you're a conservative, and you disagree with what you just heard me say, you can go to your phone, you can pull up some links, they'll be right at your fingertips, and boom. You can send them to your old buddy Brando and say, see there, see there Brando, you're wrong. But there's a good chance that those articles you're reading was written by some dude in his basement or some bot out there just further dividing everybody. I get it. I get that you're down. I get that you're defeated. I get that you feel like that everyone is treading on you, but they're really not. You're being told that shit to keep you down. You're being told that shit to keep you, to keep the rich richer and to keep your ass getting poorer. That's what this boils down to. They got you by the balls and they know how to control you. They do it by playing on your emotions. By telling you that everything that don't look like you is the problem. Oh, you're poor? Well, it's not the it's not the church's fault. It's not your boss's fault. It's not the powers that be's fault. No, it's the it's the black man's fault. It's the Mexican's fault. They're, the Mexican took your job. Well, you know, I used to work with Mexicans. And I'm gonna tell you the truth. I worked at this place, and in one year's time, we went through in a room that only had about ten or twelve people working in it. In a year's time, we went through like 55 or 56 people, 55 or 60, and they were all white people. They all came and went. They quit for all kinds of crazy reasons. Didn't work out for all kinds of crazy reasons. But the Mexicans we had came early, stayed late, worked circles around everybody, and people kept saying, come on, we're taking my job. Really? They're taking your job? The job that you didn't want to do? The job that you walked out on at lunch? Is that the job? You know, and here I am, I can walk in here and I can explain, I can literally do sign language 
to, to a Mexican and tell them how to do this job. Do you ever hear like anyone in the brain surgery field say, well, you know, uh, these Mexicans are coming over here taking my job. No, it's jobs we don't want to do. You know, and that's, that's, that's what's going on in this world. I don't know what that is behind me at the moment. I know this podcast is amateur. I know it's off the cuff. Sound like if there's a rooster crowing outside, and I don't know why because I don't have a rooster. <laughs> but maybe, may, I don't know. Uh, uh, for those of you that thinks birds aren't real and that they're, uh, maybe they're spying on me. Hell, I don't know. But folks, if you're mad at your old buddy Brando, uh, go ahead and be mad. If I pissed you off, I've made you think, and I believe that. And, uh, you know, I'm going to end it this way. If, if I have made you mad, I've made you think. You know, and now my dog's barking, so maybe maybe something is about to get me. So if these are my last words to you, if I've pissed you off, at least I've made you think. I'll never understand why you can't see through it, but I do get why you feel the way you do. So until next time, I'm your old buddy Brando. This has been If These Hills Could Talk, and I'll see you again next week. Thank you, wherever it is you're listening, and y'all take care. Love y'all.